to play in the Super Bowl against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Turn handle in left side. Finds a little bit of a hole, keeps his leg moving. He's across the 40, midfield, 45, he's on the run winch. 40, pushes the man, 35, look at him go. He's down to 20, 15, he could go. He is going to go. Touchdown, Seahawks. Oh, my word. A 67-yard run. Marshawn Lynch, unbelievable. The beast is alive and well. Wide receivers to either side. Russell takes the snap. He drops back. He's going to throw down the middle. He's got a man. Come on. It has been decided, maybe since the safety in the first quarter. 12, they're bringing the trophy home. Your Seahawks, Super Bowl 48 champion. Ladies and gentlemen, Seahawks and football fans everywhere, a very warm welcome back to the We Talk Seahawks podcast. I hope you're all doing well. Um, it's not going to plan this preseason, Lark, is it? Um, 0-2 now, um, 11-27 and 27 against the Bears last week. Um, lots and lots of talking points coming out of that one again most of them negative and and I'm sure we'll get onto most of them um and that's kind of what this show is going to be we're going to get onto the Bears game we're going to preview the Cowboys game the preseason finale uh on on Friday night or Saturday morning if you're in the UK with us um and looking ahead towards the start of the regular season now and uh and not looking forward to it after after the way this preseason is going, but we're going to get on to it. Um, we're also going to talk on some of the talking points coming out of training camp, mainly from Pete Carroll um, and some of the interesting lines that have come out of, of training camp this week. And uh, and we might have a few things to to tease and reveal during this during this episode as well that we might uh, we might mention at some point as well. Um, so keep your ears out for those because they are excited. We're excited about them. Um, we've got no Josh tonight. He's away on his sort of mini honeymoon, I think he's called it on Twitter, basically his honeymoon um, after getting married last weekend. So congratulations, Josh, your cardboard size cut out, your cardboard life size cut out of Geno Smith is is in the post, first track, first class delivery. It's on its way to you as a little, just a little present from me. That's all That's all it is, just to say thanks on that and congratulations. So, uh, so look out for that from your postman. I'm sure you won't be able to miss it. Um, but we do have Mr. Positive himself with us, as always, tonight. Pez, how are you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Good. This team is already starting to try and take the positive out of me. They're trying the best. This is, It's just the pre-season, so let's not get too carried away. But mm. uh, they're, they're really testing my patience with some of the stuff I'm reading and seeing. But with that being said... They're not dampening my mood because I'm going to Dublin this weekend to go and watch the college football. So I'm excited about that. Nice. So regardless of the result against the Cowboys, I'm going to be in Dublin drinking Guinness and watching some college football, what should be good. And finding some random other pissed up Seahawks fans to absolutely talk shite about Pete Carroll too, yeah? 
yeah, I'll be wearing my uh, jersey to say any Seahawks fans come and come down and we'll have a pint and rant and rave. There you go. You've heard it there first. Um, yeah, there isn't much to be positive about at this moment in time, thanks to the uh, the Seattle Seahawks being the Seattle Seahawks at this point. Um, but we're going to get into it. We're going to start with the Bears. Um, I mean, I, what, what can you say about this game other than, from for my money, I'm I'm struggling to recall a, a worsely executed, worse performance in terms of just getting the fundamentals and basics of football wrong that I've watched in a, for, for the Seattle Seahawks in a, in as long as I can remember, basically. And I know it's preseason. I know it's not the starters doing it for the most part, other than <clears throat> Charles Cross. <clears throat> um, but. I mean, it was just awful from from start to finish. It was absolutely woeful. Um, the, the Bears, and that's this is the thing. The Bears were crap as well, and it looks like the Bears have absolutely battered us. If you just look at the box score, the Bears were shit as well. Give them the credit they beat us, but dearie me, I think for me this was a case of the Seahawks beating themselves. I don't think the Bears beat us. I think we we beat ourselves really. Um, I mean, the amount of penalties. I mean, mainly on on. Mr. Charles Cross, the first round pick. I think I counted at least four or five false start penalties, um, which, which is just, it, you can't do that as a rookie, as a, as a 10-year vet, you can't do that. Um, and he's going to need to to go away and work on that. And I'm sure he will. And I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll get that out of his game because we don't need another... Uh, can you, is it just me, Pets? Can you remember another first round pick of an offensive lineman that, that, that seemed to get loads of penalties in his time in Seattle? Is it... Was it was it a Feddy? Was it Jermaine, Jermaine Feddy? Um, let, let's not have another one of them, please, mate. Um, but let, let let's hear some of your thoughts coming out of that game. Well, I, let's not mark him with a Feddy. I know that game took its toll on you in our group chat. Yeah, there was uh, about ten message passionate rant about that game. Mm-hmm. Cena, I'm going to keep it positive here. Go on then. For this bit. I'd like to see you try. It, Go on. I'm going to use the old cliche what people say, it's only pre-season. Mm-hmm. Like, we did have a few starters, and yes, Charles Cross, it wasn't pretty. But I think he's quite an intelligent footballer. I'd be very surprised if he did it again. Mm. Like, he's a rookie, so he might do it again in the season. Mm-hmm. But I'd be very surprised if you see back-to-back games from him doing stupid shit like that. Yeah. And it's good. And look at it from this angle. It's good he's doing it in preseason when it doesn't mean jack shit mm. than doing it in the season when, it re- realistically, our backs are going to be up against the wall for the majority of the season as it is. Mm-hmm. So... Let's get the ironed out now, and then he can be solid like we saw in the first game. And in this game, he did some really good, solid stuff. So let's get that out of him. Let's get all these mistakes. I think he's intelligent enough to iron it all out and straighten himself out. Uh, So I've got no concerns on that. No concerns whatsoever. Um, I, I don't... Personally, I don't want to stay on this game too long. It is what it is. I've listened to various different podcasts, and it's all the same. Like we'll just literally be repeating what everyone's been listening to all mm-hmm. week. But just highlights 
like Kobe Bryant. People yeah. like he's got the highlight highlight like plays, and that's all I've been seeing on my Instagram. But I've not really heard anyone take it from the angle of I was very impressed that he had that he had that bad coverage against Pickens. Mm-hmm. Um and a few bad ones in the first preseason, but then he straightened himself out. Mm. Like, yeah, well, the plays were great, and it's like, yeah, let's get hype, hype, hype. But, and I love it. I watch the videos and think, fucking, that's class. I love a good cornerback play or a good running back play. I, I love it. I could watch it all day. But I look at it on a deeper level of where this team is and where I'd like to see them get back to. And it's looking at these guys who've got all this potential and seeing whether they can make these mistakes and then rectify them. Like I didn't watch all of this game. I didn't bother wasting my time on the highlights because I pretty much heard it all from you (laughs) the (laughs) next morning and all the different various pods I listened to. Mm. Like I got the picture. Like I've seen some of the plays I watched some of the second half before I went to work in the morning. Um, but yeah, I was really impressed with that Kobe Bryant because he didn't let the week before get to him and his shoulder straightened it out like that, that um, block in the end zone. I thought was really good because he didn't turn his head again. Yeah. But he was more instinctive this time. I know it might've been easier because the wide receiver was facing him. Mm-hmm. So it's a, probably a bit of an easier ball to swipe down. But it kind of just shows that he's rectifying the mistakes. And that was it on outside. And he played good in nickel. And he played good in outside. So I look at it from the angle of he made some mistakes in the first one. His tackling was poor in the first game. And he could really probably stamp it down to nerves if you look yeah. at it. Because he was one of the best tacklers on the field. Yeah. Wrapping guys up when he should be wrapping them up, yeah. doing all the right things compared to the first game. And then the men's own shots where he's got his head away from the ball, scrambling two, and he's making the tackle. He, so to me, it, it it shows how of a quick learner he is. Mm. And what everyone talks about when from college, he, he's a thinker. And that just shows he absorbs it and moves on and adapts. Yeah, And that's my thing, what I've said in the pod previously, is I think that's why he's a level above, above Tariq Woolen. Mm. Technique-wise, he is already, isn't he? I just think smarts as well. I just think, yeah. like, and you can't say, like, it, it might be hard to say because Tariq Woolen's only recently changed to the position. He mm. has got a lot to learn. But I do see a lot of people getting really overhyped by him because his size and his his uh, attributes and stuff. But I think people need to cool themselves on that because I'd be very surprised if Pete, if Pete started woolen over uh, Kobe, mm. depending on the circumstances, I'd be very surprised if it was like a, anyone can fill that slot and he puts Tariq on over Kobe. I'd be very shocked at that. I, yeah. I really would because from what I've seen and heard, it didn't seem like Tariq kind of upped his game after mm-hmm. having a bad first game. He kind of just stayed level. 
Yeah. Whereas Colby showed, right, I fucked up here, 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 boom. And he showed on the field that he's rectified his mistakes. And that's what you want to see from these rookies. You really do. So that's <laughs> from that game. <laughs> I mean... From from that game, that's the only only positive. It, I, I mean, it, it, we're really struggling. I mean, the running backs in terms of Travis Homer and Dallas and, and even little Darwin Thompson of all, I think we're the best of a bad bunch on offense. Um, the, the receivers, I mean, DJ Dallas went for 52 yards receiving as well. So he was your best receiver and he's not even a receiver. So that, that kind of speaks a bit of volume as RB2. well. RB2. RB2. Uh, I told you on the last podcast, <laughs> everyone who listened, I told you on the last podcast, he will take Ken Walker's spot whilst he's out, because we'll get on to this, because it really is it's a subject what's pissed me off <laughs> because of people's comments when they could have just told us the truth from the start, mm. is I don't see Ken Walker... Definitely being ready for week one. And mm-hmm. I don't see him being ready for a couple of weeks. What, unfortunately, as a rookie, and as this team shown in the past, will p- protect him. Like being a, a rookie, they'll rather bubble wrap him. Mm. And I think DJ Dallas will take that RB2 spot. Mm-hmm. And I think by the time... Ken's ready to come back. I think DJ would have shown enough where he's kind of, you can't not put him as the RB2. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he is a good pass catcher. He's mm-hmm. great at doing that, them things. Like, Travis Holm is great at blocking and he's put some good runs on the table. But the thing is, you, you could say this about DJ Dallas too, but the thing is, Travis Holm is doing it against twos and threes. Yeah, we, we we have our opinion on this podcast, and I love him. He's put this size, and I love him to his he, run style, everything. He's so entertaining. It'll be great, but I just don't know when it comes to a first team defense whether all them big runs will get swallowed up because he can't find his holes properly when the more elite rushers are on the field, blocking, run blocking, things like that. Yeah. Whereas I just think DJ Dallas, like I said on the last pod, he gets better year after year. Mm-hmm. Like Travis Homer is who Travis Homer is, and he's a year on from DJ Dallas. Yeah. Whereas DJ Dallas, in the three years, is just progressively got better and better and better. Mm-hmm. And he could be one of these guys who everyone's just like, yeah, but it's DJ Dallas and no one's thinking it. But then he could just break out this year. Penny might go down and he could just take it like we saw in that first game where he was running angry. And then everyone's just like, oh my fucking what? I mean, well, you, you see it, don't you? You've seen it. We've seen it with like, and off the top of my head, like an Alexander Madison in Minnesota when Delvin Cook went down. You saw him kind of burst onto the scene a little bit. You've seen it with with a few Patriots running backs that in, in recent times and, and, and even like the likes of Tuba Hubbard in Carolina. You, you do see it. Um, and, and I think the way DJ Dallas is, is playing at the moment, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter what anyone outside of the organisation thinks or, or, or is talking about him. Frankly, the less people talking about him, the better. 
Um, we're seeing it, and, and we can see he's bulked up. He, he's he's becoming a real weapon in that passing game, and he looks like a real powerful back now and, and, and mixed with that speed. I mean, he looks a really dangerous weapon, and it looks like Shane Waldron and the Seahawks have, have finally found the right key to fit his lock in terms of how to use him. And it, it feels like they've figured out how to use DJ Dallas now. Um, so I'm definitely super, super excited. And he is the main positive from preseason for me, largely. Um, let's quickly talk about these quarterbacks from from hmm. off the back of the Bears game. Because obviously no Drew Locke went down with COVID and was obviously quite ill with it. Um, but it looks like he's back on the men now, being back at training cramp and practice over the past couple of days. So it looks like he is good to go for this Friday night against Dallas. Um, I mean... Jacob Eason and Geno Smith. Um, it, I, 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 I can't even think of some funny sort of innuendo to describe this other than the word shite. I mean, it, it was absolutely awful. Geno Smith was awful. Jacob Eason was awful. Um, I, I think Geno Smith, in his favour, to his credit, was maybe hindered by a few players dropping passes i.e. Freddie Swain, who's had an awful preseason. I think he's really one to watch in terms of the cup candidates because I think he's been awful this preseason. Um just just to jump in there, I was I was about to say with Gino, I was about to like it, depending on how much you went on a big slag fest, even though <laughs> I w I wouldn't normally disagree with you, but from what I've seen, um he really didn't get helped out. No, he didn't. He, he he did. It's like a, it's like a backhanded compliment. What I'm going to give him now before I like let you carry on, <laughs> cut you off. Uh, is he did everything, like he did everything by the book. Yeah, but pe- people were either getting penalised or people were dropping the ball. Mm-hmm. But I'll go more into that because I got a bit of a thing to say about these <laughs> situations. Oh, oh, I can't wait to hear that. Um, I'll go in on... Uh, fine, I'll, I'll leave Geno Smith out of this for a second then, and I'll get on my man Jacob Eason. Uh, can we all just stop with the Jacob Eason quarterback one comments and all that all that lot? Seriously, I mean, the lad... I, look, look, look. This is more aimed towards any Seattle natives that we have listeners, because look, I get it. He's a Seattle lad. Grew up in Seattle. He's from Seattle. Went to the University of Washington. Went to high school in 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 Washington. Oh, I get it. You want to root for your hometown kid. I get it. But but let's be honest. Seventeen completions out of thirty five attempts. I mean, one hundred forty one yards. No touchdowns. No interceptions. His NFL career. His NFL career to this date. Right. He's made five attempt five passing attempts in his NFL career after he came off the bench to replace an injured Carson Wentz in Indianapolis. His passer rating in those five attempts is 16.7. Two of those five attempts were completed, and he even even managed to sneak in an interception in there on five attempts um, for 25 passing yards. So let's just just stop, right? The man was a fourth-round pick in the 2020 draft. Sam Ellinger, the old Texas quarterback, I believe, who was also at the Colts, was a sixth-round pick. Who's still there in Indianapolis? Sam Ellinger. Where's Jacob Eason? They shit-canned Jacob Eason 
after one and a half years in Indianapolis as a fourth-round pick and have decided to keep Ellinger, who was a sixth-round pick. That, I mean, look, 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 I'm sure he's a nice lad. I get it, but there's a reason. Cast your minds back to about a month and a half, two months ago, right at the start of, of training camp. What did Pete Carroll himself come out and say when he was asked about the quarterback battle going into training camp? He said it's between Geno Smith and Drew Locke. He, he said himself and went on record that Jacob Eason is not part of the battle. He knows his role to back up the guys. He's not part of the, of the QB1 battle. So that tells you that tells you it all. I know he's I know he's six foot six. I know he's got a strong arm, but he can throw the ball a hundred yards down the field if he's hitting blitz the Seahawk mascot every, every, on every throw. Then what use is it? <laughs> but then what use is it? So look, I get it. He throws a nice ball, but the, the, the man's not accurate. He's, he's he's not an NFL QB. I mean, you have to be pretty bad to look considerably worse than Geno Smith, in my opinion. And and for me, he did. Every, practically every single deep ball that he threw over 20 yards was incomplete and, and not just incomplete. I mean, uh, about a 10 mile an hour extra wind breeze flowing through that stadium and that would have been gone. That would have been home run out the park. So let, let's not even, let, let's just cut that now, right? Or we'll at least cut it on here. Everyone else can talk about it if they want, but in terms of the We Talk the Ops podcast world, I don't want to hear any more Jacob Eason quarterback one, right? I'm nipping that in the bud right now. Pez, the floor is now yours. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> I was just about to go out for a walk. Jesus. I, I was not going to interrupt that passionate rant, but that Bears game has destroyed your mentality, hasn't it? It's, the uh, fact that you've just yeah. gone on a passionate five-minute rant about Jacob Eason, when ninety percent of the people who keep saying Jacob Eason QB one are probably joking because they're, they're shiting themselves. They're, they're probably joking because they're shiting themselves at the reality of who QB one's going to be. And you, <laughs> it's the preseason. What are you going to be like during the season? <laughs> you're meant well, to be. You're meant to be the composed one that holds me and Josh together. When Who we go off on a run. Composed? Who says that wasn't composed? <laughs> because I'm telling you, they are serious. Just... They're serious. He's six foot six and has got a strong arm. That's the dream. People just... are serious. <laughs> He just went on a passionate rant about Jacob fucking Easton. And why should I have to? Because people want him as quarterback one and he's awful. That's how much you've lost your fucking marbles. I don't think you should watch this last preseason game. Oh, I'm not. One o'clock in the morning, so watches get banged up by that. No, just don't watching. look at it. Just don't look at it. Just don't. Just save yourself the mental stress. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob fucking Easton, man. Jacob fucking Easton. At least the offence looked like it was a bit more exciting than when Gino is like there. So this is the main talking point at the end of the day. It is. We, we talked about it last week, and re- really, it's going to roll into, as we're recording, something that's come out from press conferences. I'm going to roll this into a a little rant. That's oh, all no, I do, don't you I? I just, now, is it? I just rant. Now. So, Geno Smith, granted that game, he got let down by a lot of people. But... Eugenio Smith, would you say truthers, would run with that and grab it like the favourite teddy bear and never let it go. Because when I said before, 
it's a double, it's like a backhanded compliment, is because this is his problem. They, I, I, I honestly think they believe they're going to be able to redo the Rams with Jared Goff to the Super Bowl with Geno Smith. It, 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 it's it's not going to happen in a million years, right? Because this is it. He does everything correctly, and that's it. That's his problem. He doesn't take risks, and these are all meant to be positives. But in my opinion, they're not positives. Look at the elite quarterbacks, and I know we're not talking about him being elite quarterbacks, but look at the top tier quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Lamar, Chuck Russ in there. Mm -hmm. They all take risks. Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes, how many interceptions that fella got? But he's like, yeah. what? Still still rated as the best quarterback in, in the league? Josh Allen, he takes chances. Only until recently, he sorted his throwing out. Before that, he looked like he was on the shit heap. Justin Herbert allowed to take chances. All these elite starting quarterbacks take chances. Geno Smith has a backup quarterback mentality. Yeah. Just do as I'm told. Get the ball. Do his protections. Check his reads. Nothing there. But then he tries to do the Russ little pivot out, and but forgets he's like the Titanic trying to miss an iceberg. <laughs> like he he's just got a backup mindset. Yeah. He he just does as he's told, and that's it. Yeah. And that concerns me a lot. Because on top of that, like I said before, they're trying to, like everyone keeps alluding to, they're going to do what the Rams did with Jared Goff. I am fucking sick and tired. I am sick and tired. It hurts my brain. People need to get over the fucking fact that Shane Waldron is going to bring this magical Rams offense. Because news fucking flash for everyone who thinks that, he had Sean McVay in his team. And if you don't believe that Sean McVay ran the show there, like, again, spoiler alert for everyone who doesn't realise it just yet, Pete Carroll runs this team, then you need to just wake up and have a reality check, in my opinion. Seriously. Shane Waldron isn't going to change anything. And like I said at the very start of this preseason, is for me it's proved me wrong. Prove me wrong, Pete. And everyone, I don't know whether they believe it or they are fooling themselves. In preseason, you're being vanilla and you don't want to show anything and you don't want to do this and you don't want to do that. How many game weeks of Geno Smith and Pete Carroll's the same Pete Carroll's offense? Is it going to be until people then start going, right, so we've had three different coordinators and we're still doing the same shit. But, oh, we don't have Russ to bail us out anymore. We've got fucking simple Gino doing it. Mm. It's going to stink. 
right? And then this 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 brings me on to actually I've got a little little game for you here, James. Oh, I love the game. Thought I'd surprise you this one. Go on then. So people's people's shout for people's shout for Gino was, but did you see what he did in that Jacksonville game? So I'm just going to go through our fixtures quickly. Okay. And can you just link which team and these fixtures? We're just going to do a quick, like, we've got a predictions episode and hot takes episode coming up. But let's just do a quick fun one to let's see if we compare the teams we're playing against to the Jacksonville Jaguars of last year. Okay. And then we'll we'll, we'll make our record up. Okay. So the Broncos. Yeah. That's that's not looking good, is it? So that's 0-1. That's 0-1. The 49ers. That's 0-1-2. The Falcons. I'll give him that one. All right, 1-2. One and, two. One and The two. Lions. Lions are a better team than people are giving credit for. Just got to remember how much Jacksonville stunk last year. Oh, I know, yeah. They're awful. So what are we saying? I, I, I think the Lions are a better team than people are going to give them credit for. I so we're we saying 1-3? One and three. Saints. Is the Saints at home? No. One and five. Uh, one and four, sorry. Cardinals. One and five. Chargers. One and six. Giants. Two and six. Cardinals. Two and seven. Buccaneers. Two and eight. Raiders. Two and nine. Rams. Two and ten. <laughs> Panthers. Two and eleven. Forty Niners. Two and twelve. Chiefs. Two and thirteen. Jets. Two and fourteen. Rams. Two and fifteen. I think. Well, I think. I think I get your point there, but I, 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 uh, have I have I made it quite clear? I think. I think so. I, I can see what you were doing with that game there. I get it. Yeah, do you get it? Do you get it? Do you see yeah. where I'm coming from? Yeah. So just because he did well against an Urban Meyer Jacksonville Jaguars team, stop using it as a fucking comparison to what this season's going to be. Literally, you talk through them teams, and there's two teams there who I could go, mm. so you're talking 2-15 and 15 to 4-13. and 13. With yeah. if you're comparing Geno Smith against the Jacksonville Jaguars of last year, like everyone seems to be using, clutching at straws to justify why he should start. And then yeah. this rolls on to my next bit of the rant with Drew Locke. We're, we're gonna we're gonna preview the Cowboys. It's kind of in there with the news as well. Yeah. So good old Pete comes out and goes, Drew Locke's gonna start. Most did he say he's going to start earlier or is he's going to play? A he said big... he's going to play a heck of a lot of football. Right. So when you hear a heck of a lot of football, you think first three quarters. Yeah. First three quarters. Nope. Nope. That's not on Pete's understanding. That isn't what a heck of a lot of football means. What it means is he shows us his cards now. By saying Gino's going to start the game, you do something like that. It's a bit like the Chiefs to start with Patrick Mahomes mm. has this, this, and this. Then all the starters go, all the all the backups go, and literally he's he doesn't need to lie to us anymore. 
unless Drew Locke literally, and I don't think this actually is any relevance, if he goes out there, fucking QB rating of fucking 100 and fucking your mum, and scores <sighs> 15 touchdowns, it still wouldn't change Pete's opinion because he's rolling with Drew Locke like he was, he's rolling with Gino, sorry, like he was always going to roll with Gino. Yeah. He, like, prove me wrong. Gino, Gino Smith, that, that safe quarterback who you've just said, who has a touchdown to interception ratio of 34-37 in the NFL. And yet he's a safe quarterback who doesn't take risks. You know, that's why Mahomes and Allen have interceptions, because like you're saying, they're pushing the ball downfield into tight windows, taking risks. Gino Smith doesn't do that, and he's still got a 34-37 to 37 touchdown interception ratio. That's how bad he so, is. To get back onto the quarterback, so with that being said, with my little rant about Gino, back on onto Drew, is I feel sorry for Drew. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's like he's literally been cursed by a fucking witch or someone like that, that he can't just catch a fucking break, the lad. Because no. he goes to the Broncos, just like... People say, oh, he's, he's immature, he's this, he's this, and he's this. No, the Broncos are just an organisation full of, like, pencil dickheads who mm. expect Peyton Manning out of everyone. Mm. Like, they're always one quarterback away from fucking being the best thing since fucking sliced bread. He's never going to fit in there, right? So he comes to an organisation who used to be fun, boom, boom, and you're like, do you know what? He might be able to grow in this franchise. Mm-hmm. But in my personal opinion, he's been on the back foot since he turned up. Not getting as many reps as the ones in training camp. And at first you're like, oh, why is Pete doing this? Oh, he's trying to ease him in because of the playbook. And playing with the twos might be a little bit easier than playing with the ones and doing this and doing that. No, we, we've just seen the plan all along. Mm. Like, and I feel sorry for the guy. I feel sorry for him so badly. Because before he got COVID, it was noted he started playing with the ones yeah. and he was overthrowing Tyler, he was overthrowing DK, he was underthrowing all this stuff. Mm. Well, what do you fucking think? And I honestly believe, did Pete do it intentionally to kind of, what's that word where you, oh, confirmation bias? Yeah. You know what I mean? He he yeah. wanted to tell himself he's making the right decision by leaving it to the to the back end of the training camp to then give Drew a sustained period with the ones. Mm-hmm. And then when he doesn't look as good, a bit like if we want a comparison for people who are listening, a bit like when he let Russ Cook, got a few interceptions and went, no, 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 I told you. I told you I was right. Your way of doing it is fucking wrong. Let's go back to my way. And... I don't know whether he was just planning to do that because COVID aside, that's just very unfortunate. But he's now going to go into a Cowboys game, not even starting the game, where most of you starters start playing more of the game to get tuned up mm-hmm. for the first week. So not only has he been on the back foot in training camp, in my personal opinion, he's now going to be on the back foot in a in a game scenario because he's potentially going to go up against Dallas's number one defense and yeah. with his ones who he's hardly had any practice with. So you, you got Trayvon Diggs probably out there guarding DK or Tyler 
And if he's on the throw with him in training because he's not had enough reps in him, what the fuck's he going to do in a game scenario? So that's on national television or whatever, and everyone's going to go, wow, Drew Lock fucking stinks. Oh, Pete, you were right all along. Let's chuck Gino in there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. I, yeah. It just doesn't make sense. You don't trade away Russell Wilson, and essentially your plan is play Gino, mm. get Drew. It come out that you're the ones who wanted Drew. Now that can be twisted and fabricated to. Well, of course you're going to take a quarterback if you're selling your quarterback. See what you've got. Mm. So they could take the safe, easy get out answer. But I don't think it's that at all. I really don't. Like, you you, you do not get rid of a player of the calibre of Russell Wilson if you're genuinely planning on riding with Geno Smith and then coming out in the press and saying, rebuild, I don't know what that is. Mm. That isn't in my mind. We're still the same team. All right. It's so fucking annoying. And I'm sorry for everyone who's listening if my rant was a bit, it could have been a bit all over the place. I hope I've put it in a direction where you can understand and follow me with it, but it just, if if you're following us from last year, my rants about Pete, they're really starting to spike again because of some of the stuff he's doing. The start of the season, man, we're not in rebuild. We're still, still the same team. All right, sound. Anyone who's listening, Hit me up in the DMs. Tweet. Tweet at us. Tweet, Discord, anything. Tell me if I am wrong and all the Seahawks get into the playoffs with Geno Smith from what you've seen. And then if you turn around and say, but it's the preseason and they're being vanilla, do you reckon Geno Smith's ceiling's any higher than what you've seen in preseason? Come on, man. Everyone knows it whether you want to admit it or not. Everyone wants Drew Locke because of the potential of what he could possibly do. You're telling me you want to ride with Geno Smith for 17 weeks. That stadium on home games will be empty. Yeah. Because he will either send them to sleep so it'll be like it's empty or people just won't bother fucking turning up. No. Um, like, like, like you say, it, it just feels like it, it, it's... It's been the safe season all along for Pete. When, when it came to the draft, we were all talking about make the safe picks, take best player available, don't do anything stupid, be safe, be smart. Does that in the draft? Comes to you know the quarterback battle, he's just going to be safe again and 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 roll with Gino Smith because it's safe. It, it 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 it's it's his guy. He's always going to roll with him, like you said. And um, it it just it it does feel like Drew Lock has had a really shit hand coming into the NFL, but. And just to just to throw in there quickly as well, um, and then how you can see it going is Gino starts doing shit, like because I I rank him in a Teddy Bridgewater, Tyrod Taylor. Mm-hmm. Give That's the league, you. give the league three games of tape on them guys, and you you annihilate them out of the league. Teddy yeah. Bridgewater, he has three good games and then he disappears mm-hmm. and gets benched because they're just that they're just the bottom tier. Would you like to call them starters? Average. Mm-hmm. Like that's where they are. 
and they get found out pretty quick. So then what's going to happen? Right, Drew, go on, save my ass. Go on, go out there. Well, he's had no time with the fucking starters. No. And then he looks shit as well. And then Pete will somehow find a way to deflect it all like, oh, next year we'll uh, we'll get this right and we'll do this and we'll do that. And we said it before and we'll say it again. This this club and how it's going, it, if anyone watches UK listeners or football, American listeners, soccer, if, if you want to kind of see what I'm talking about, just YouTube or look up what happened to Arsenal Football Club when their long-term manager stayed bel- beyond his welcome. Mm-hmm. And then look what happened when he left, how that club went downhill. Mm-hmm. I We've said it before on this podcast, and I, and what I've seen in preseason so far, so far is really spiking that feeling again. That yeah. we're just going to get dragged down until something major changes. But I said you got over carried away about preseason. I've just fucking I know. Take that <laughs> I've back. just lost my head. <laughs> it's only preseason. Yeah, but. But I'm allowed, James. Oh, you're allowed. <laughs> the listener expects it from me. Fine. Fine. Right. Let's get to the Cowboys game because I don't want to spend any more time talking about that fucking shit show of the Chicago Bears game. Um, so let's talk about the next shit show of a game and the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I mean, what? it sounds a stupid question, but what what do we want to see going at this final preseason game? It's the final chance to to right wrongs to for guys to get spots. I mean, for me, for me, it, it, I, I really want. I know this is going to take time, and Rome isn't built in a day in this in this sort of side of thing, especially when it's this fundamentally wrong. But the tackling technique, man, I've we've got to start seeing strides of that getting better, and we've got to start seeing that that area being coached up better because. I mean, how many seasons has this been going on now with our defensive backs? Like at least two, three, four seasons where we're consistently seeing poor tackling in the open field. I mean, Marquise Blair for me from that Bears game, that last bit, I'll touch on it. That's the last time I'll talk about it. Marquise Blair from that game was was the worst from what I saw, in my opinion. He missed three or four blatant, blatant tackles that you you just can't go in for the big hits, the big shoulder hits, the big either helmet hits. When you've just got to wrap up, and then like you say with Kobe, you saw Kobe doing it in the open field. His tackling was was absolutely excellent. He made them all look stupid. He made guys that have been in the league and been on this team for years now look 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 like the rookies, like I'd expect Tariq Woolen to look. Marquis Blair looked exactly like that. Kobe Bryant looked like he'd been tackling properly and tackling well for years. He's obviously been coached well in that Cincinnati organization that that quite obviously is being coached well because they've come out of nowhere and you know are, are really competing at a national level now. Um, so it, 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 I, for me, I, that that's the the, the main point, in, especially with the defense. I, I, I want to see the tackling start to get better. I want to see because there's a big opportunity for these cornerbacks now. Um, Trey Brown looks like he's going to be injured for a little while as well uh, with what Pete's been saying in the press. So it does not like Trey Brown is going to be ready for the first few weeks of the season at the very least. Um, Sidney Jones is always healthy slash not healthy. You don't really know what you're going to get with Sidney Jones week to week. Uh, and then you've got two rookies then, Tariq Wallen and, and Kobe Bryant. You've got a Mike Jackson. I mean, it, it's, it's pretty wide open for, for those cornerback spots. 
I, I want to see someone really step up and 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 take that take ownership of of a starting spot at the cornerback position, whether it's Kobe Bryant, whether it's Tariq Woolen, whether it's this Michael Jackson, um, who I think had a, has, has had a good preseason, and, and Pete has, has, has raved about uh, Michael Jackson in in this preseason, and we we have seen him make some nice plays. Will it be him? I, I want to see someone because I haven't got a clue who's starting one or two really at this cornerback position that I could say is is nailed on to start against the against the Broncos. So c- can we see someone really take hold of that position? That's what I'd like to see. And and then obviously, obviously from a discipline and a penalties perspective, that that has to be better. Full stop. That's not even something that I'm, I, I should be saying that we need to see because it it just has to be. It has to be better. It can't it can't be any worse. Um, so it, I don't even want to see that getting better. I just expect that to be better. Um, I, I don't know about you, Pez, but I mean, what 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 do you want to see coming at this final game? Um, I is continuity the right word? It's like I, I need these wide receivers, in my opinion, to like we can't just rely on DK and Tyler. Yeah, we we just can't. Like like you said, really, you got DK Tyler. You would then say Freddie Swain's the third one, mm. but he's not had a good preseason, man. No, he's not. But the thing that will save his ass is everyone beneath him's not had a good season. You see him flashes out of Bo Melton. You can you can see why they picked him and the potential yeah. we've got there. Yeah. Derek Young is just far too raw, so you'd expect practice squad for himself. Um, Aaron Fuller, Penny I mean, Hart. The Eskridge has been. Inactive, Matthews Goodwin inactive. Pete looked, Pete looked like he was a bit pissed with the Eskridge being like yeah. out. Yeah. And the thing is, again for him, for him, like he's gonna, he's he's gonna have his ass saved by not doing anything solely because it's a bit like what we said in the last. Was it in the last pod when we found out that Drew Lock had COVID? Yeah, or was it in the group when we said that? Yeah, it was in the group, but basically, like Gino could lose this job for himself by Drew not even being there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what's happened to D. Like he's not even been anywhere near the field, but his spot will be safe because he has a specific skill set. Unless they go ruthless and go well, at the end of the day, Ball Melton could probably do what you do with his speed mm-hmm. and things like that, but. Freddie Swain and I think uh, D. Eskridge have had their asses saved from being cut because all the others have just been inferior. If if uh, Cody Thompson didn't have that season-ending shoulder injury, I think that would have thrown a real interesting spanner. But then wide receivers for me, they need... They, they just need to be making them plays, man. Do you know, do you know but, who I think who, who has done well, other than the muff punt, I think is is Cade Johnson. I think he's played well out of the out of the main sort of backup guys. I think he's played well and put himself in contention, do you think? Yeah, I think he has. But it's a weird, really weird thing, right? Because I listen to like fantasy podcasts and Seahawks podcasts, and obviously it's an American thing, but I don't understand what the massive emphasis is on where they got drafted. Yeah. But it weighs into it. It's weird. It weighs into it. And that muff punt could be, regardless of all the nice things he has done, literally could be the defining factor why he ends up getting cut, even though he's done some really nice things. And the yeah. hype about him last year, you 
you've seen it on the field this year mm-hmm. with getting open and running his routes and doing a few nice things. So I really hope he gets another chance in this game and makes them catches, does everything to maybe help. Because I believe the wide receiver room needs a shake-up. Yeah. It, it needs a few faces. Like, how many seasons? Now we're rolling with Tyler, DK, Freddie. It's like it's just all a bit predictable. Yeah. Uh, that's one group for me. And like you said, I'd really like Kobe to solidify his starting spot in this game. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, he's shown the ability to be a starter. And with Sydney not being right, Artie Burns is meant to be back for this game. So that would be yeah. really interesting to see him in a full game. Because he should really take one of the outside spots. Because mm-hmm. originally it was him and uh, Sydney, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I think he played on the right and Sydney was on the left. And if that's the case, and Sydney isn't the full goal, then I'd expect it to be Artie Burns and Kobe on the outsides. And then the nickel they'll use, like Justin Coleman and things, until Sydney comes yeah. back in and out. I truly believe that uh, Kobe will start that nickel spot. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I think I think that's his spot. Really puts in a solid performance again. This Cowboys game, something you'll be looking out for. I think he puts another solid game. He could solidify that spot because yeah. who else have you really got? At nickel. You got Justin Coleman. Coleman. They could go, they could go with the experience of Coleman, but I don't know if he's actually. He's right, not is really he, shown. Is he that good? Yeah. Is, is, yeah. is he that good anymore? He, 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 he's not really shown, has he? Like. No. So, and then I you've think got, he could beat. Yeah, I mean, it was good. you've got Marquise Blair who could play a nickel, but he, no, he looks I think like Marquise Blair's going to get cut. I, well, I, I really think, do. I think he might do as well because I was going to say he, he can't tackle, and if you're going to play a nickel in, in that middle of the field, you've got to be able to tackle. And I think Kobe does really well, so you, that's probably why you might see him in nickel. Whereas with Blair, Kobe, so yeah, I, I can see that. Kobe's got finesse on his tackling. Yeah. Blair's like you're bashing the fucking yeah. Rambash Harry button on your pad for Madden and he's just going in fucking like a nutcase and they're great to see and you yeah. love it and then when it sticks you're like oh fucking yeah and you're pumped and you're fucking let's have it yeah. but in the last game when he whiffs mm-hmm. and then the field's wide open and that was his assignment to go and fucking take down it, we just can't have it this season we just can't have it yeah like prove me wrong season it's hashtag prove me wrong season but we can't afford the defense to be as shite as it is, has been the last couple of seasons, yeah. especially with uh, Carl Scott and Desai coming in. We should have a complete different look on defense, but we look exactly the same. Now, let's say the people who are saying it are right and we're very vanilla. I'd, I'd like to see, if that's the case, I'd like to see some of the this season's playbook in this game. Yeah. Just a few little pieces, a few little pieces on defense, a few little pieces on offense, nothing too major. I just want to see it because everything I'm seeing right now, what sent me on that rant before, as m- many people will remember from last year, is the fact that it all looks the same. Yeah. And my biggest fear, what I said at the start of the season, the end of last season, is everyone's going to have a shock when it's just the same. I That is my biggest fear right now because that's all I'm seeing. I'm not seeing anything new. 
So that's another thing. I, I, I just need to see something new. I need to see something that goes, okay, you know, you don't expect that from the Seahawks. Yeah. Um... Over, over, other than that, it's a bit like you said in our chat, that Bears game, it was backups versus backups pretty much. And mm. our backups got their asses handed to them. Yeah. What's really, really worrying. Mm-hmm. Really but, worrying when you've got Jamal with a what broken hand already. Yeah. Quandre coming back from injury. Mm-hmm. Jordan Brooks, who's already getting like groin niggles and shit like that. That's essentially your defensive triangle there. Mm-hmm. But then you look at who's behind them and you're like, that triangle then falls to pieces. So I said to you, I, uh, this squad depth for me, I, I always always had it in my head that we were quite deep and that we were quite strong and 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 with 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 good amounts of strength and depth in most positions. Um, that like I say, I, I hate to talk about it again. I said we weren't, but that Bears game just highlighted how and 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 it was a bit of a reality check and a bit of a shock to me is just how poor we are in terms of the backups and the strength and depth. Um, and, and like you say, it is really worrying in, in what is likely going to be a tough season. We've got, unfortunately, quite a few of our guys on defence particularly are somewhat injury prone and, and do go down with quite a few injuries. Um, like, we, like we've said, especially at the cornerback spots with the likes of Sidney Jones and Trey Brown already not, you know, Trey Brown's already not available and stuff like that. Um, and, 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 you know, you've like you've just touched upon with Jamal and Quandre and, and it we we've always needed guys like Ryan Neal and Marquis Blair and 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 on and on and on whoever you want to whoever you want to bring up in terms of the backups we've always needed them a lot and we've always leaned on them and relied on them a lot and it just seems like this year that these guys it's what I said to you that there's very few that I could pick out from from those backups that are pushing the guys ahead of them on the depth chart to take their spots um I, I, I'm struggling to even name them now. The only ones that we talked about would be DJ Dallas potentially going for that running back two spot over over Travis Homer. Or I mean, other than that, it's Kobe Bryant's had a good preseason, so he could be you know knocking on that starting job. But it just feels like the guys that are lower down on that depth chart, there's very few of them. Vi Jones has played all right. Miles Adams at defensive tackle has played all right. But other than that, for me. They're just there's nobody really knocking on. There's, if I was a starter for the for the Seattle Seahawks right now, I'd I'd be sitting pretty comfortable in my in my depth chart. Position. If I know I'm a starter, I'm not I'm not too worried about losing my job to anyone any one of these backups really because there's no one there's no one. It doesn't feel like anyone's really pushing it, and that's just I guess that's what I want to see from this Cowboys game coming up this last preseason game before the big sweeping roster cuts and before we before we get rid of a load of players. Can one or two or just a handful, a couple of these players, will they turn around? Will they have the the guile and 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 will it will they grasp this moment and say, do you know what? We have been through a preseason. I haven't put enough on tape in this final game. Can can some of these players go and go and just knock on knock on the door of the depth chart of the guys above them and just and just maybe just maybe take take a few jobs off people because. That, that that's what winning teams have, and I'm not saying I not expect I don't expect us to be a winning team this season. I don't expect us to be a winning team next season, particularly at, 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 at the way we feel at, at this moment in time. Anyway, a lot could change, but um, 
you know, winning winning teams are, are built on 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 strength and depth. Super Bowl teams, championship teams, division winning teams, they're all built on 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 strength and depth. You've got to have quality backups and quality guys lower down the depth chart to come in and 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 fill in spots when when guys go down. And and I just don't feel like we have that this month, or, or at least the guys that there that we might have it, but they're not showing it for whatever reason. And 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 I just want to see that these backups now in this last game. Can we, can a few guys take a few roster spots off off certain people, or at least at least knock themselves up in the depth chart a bit, and and just show us that there is some strength and depth there. Um, other other than that, I, I don't I don't want to see us. I don't expect to see us win. I'm not sort of hoping or, or saying I want to see us win because sort of results and records in the preseason don't mean don't mean anything to me. I just, it's more about individual performances and how is how is the team gelling and and performing that in in that sense. Um, and I don't expect us to win, but I just I just want to see something from these from these backups, man. See a bit of life, if you know what I mean. It, it's it, you, you are right in that. It's be it's like progress because yeah. everyone know everyone knows like obviously your ultimate optimist like Josh will probably roll in his eyes and shouting at us both like the <laughs> ultimate optimist like no, I won't make the playoffs. Oh, fucking yeah, but. Every, I think everyone knows what it is. It's a rebuild, but what you, what we need to see this season isn't the defense starting off really slow and getting really hot at the end of the year. Because then you, your question is like, that's three years in a row. Mm. It, you need to see steady progression through the year, and that yeah. might not be good. Quarterback, take the quarterbacks out of it. Just take them two out of it for now. The rest of the team. And I know, obviously, they they are the pivotal point whether this team looks good or not. But if we can at least see the vision, because this is what I'm struggling with this team for years now, is seeing the vision. Mm. Is the vision the playoffs and one and done? Or is the vision actually to get them as an elite team again? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just struggling to see this vision of what they seem to have under wraps at the moment. So that's what this game all hinders on. I don't care if they lose. Like, yeah. I just want to see some consistent consistency, some continuity. Like, I'd like to, like, like we said, just like Kobe fucking taking the next step, doing better, wide receiver, all that stuff. Mm. But we've been very, we've been very, very. We ranted. We've been downbeat. We need to. We need to pick it up. How do we pick it up then? Positive, Pez. Well, let's talk about Ken Walker. <laughs> oh, that Ken Walker. I'm only just... joking. Yeah. I'm only. I'm only joking because that's that's just another thing that's annoyed me. Um, we'll touch on him though because, like I said before, I mentioned him about DJ Dallas and the injury and stuff. Um, it it is really annoying, like your head coach comes out and you're relying on him to be, I know they're not going to tell you the truth all the time, but just be a little bit transparent with us. And in the day, don't go, yeah, well, I expect him to be back week one, no issues. And then it's, oh, I'm hoping, oh, there's been like, a, like a, a weird thing about his injury. So we don't know it's going to be time to time. The last time he said that about a player, we didn't see them 
till halfway down. I think it was, was it Rashad Penny last year? He's nearly there. He's nearly there. He's nearly there for about fucking six weeks, man. And then he's just never again. So I'm, I'm a bit concerned, like I said before, with the DJ Dallas beat, like becoming the RB2. I'm a bit concerned whether we're actually going to see Ken Walker much. Yeah. It'll be such a shame. Like, such a dynamic runner. Be so nice. You'll be hoping to see. You, you, you will, because you've, you've got his jersey, haven't you? You've splashed out on his jersey, so you better. Yeah, fuck. You, you better be able to see him. Um, I'll tell you what, as well. Cursed just, I've cursed him. You have cursed him. I, no, I do but... want to see. I do want to see. Just touching on this this special teams coverage in the in the in the Cowboys game take significant improvements because I tell you what this this Kevon A Turpin, aka the Kevon A Tarpin, he may as well be called. Oh yeah, Jesus. It, it, I mean, if you don't know what a tarpin is, it's a very quick fish. By the way, that was a, that was an absolute shit reference. Oh um, shit, fishing fucking reference. <laughs> hey, I've never caught one so. Um, look, he looks pretty good. Former USFL guy and absolutely blitz. I think he went for about 98 yards on on the returns and that against the uh, the Chargers the other week, taking one to the house. Um, the, the special teams coverage, which in terms of us, we've we've said it on this podcast. I, I think our special teams over the past two, three, four years have been consistently one of the best units in the NFL and, and I'll tell you what, what out, just out of nowhere they looked absolutely awful against the is that down to the tackling or is that just mis- I, I couldn't even understand what it was but, I, I just think we're going to put this that that, that that Bears game's really really hurt your soul because you can't get away it from it the whole the whole pod the whole pod, you just like, you keep referring back to it. <laughs> I know, I said I buried the hatchet about 20 minutes ago and I've gone back to about four times. But... Right. Right, we're going we're gonna to lighten this mood now. Come on then. Because cause it's been such a doom and gloom episode. So anyone so. who's still there listening, we're going to bring back the old positive Pez section. Come on then. Get it ready for the, get, get it ready for the season. And I'm going to see that Pete's going to have had a word with the individuals who need to be had a word with, mm-hmm. plus all the coaches. And I think we're going to see a solid, with, with a few starters in there, I think we're going to see a more solid performance and we're going to win this game. You think we're going to win? And Gino's going to do Gino. He's going to get off his passes to DK and Tyler. And then Drew's going to come in. And Drew's going to just show why he should be the starter or, like, down the line, take the starting job because he's going to use his use his legs, show that he can actually set protections and amend that first game. And then he's going to throw for... You ready for this? I am ready. I am. I'm Three on the edge touchdowns. Of Gino Smith. No, Drew Locke. Oh, Drew Locke. Oh, no. That whole thing about him winning the starting job wasn't Gino Smith. Don't get me wrong. I'm not that positive. Gino's going to do what Gino does for the first quarter. Then Drew's right. going to come in. He's going to then just show 
what he can do by speeding up the offense and showing all the play action and all the other things, what you what unlocks an offense, what I just don't think they want Gino to do. Mm. And then he's going to take this team, put a dominant performance in, score three touchdowns, and, yeah. Wins the starting job. And, hey. and we're going to win. And we're going to, well, let's not get all over positive. And we're going to win the game to finish the preseason. Everyone's going to be on a high. Next week, we're going to come on and everyone who listens, we're going to be in such a joyful mood. Boom. Well, what's, what, what's the score going to be then? Hmm. Why are you putting me on the spot like this, man? Because this is the return of the say, positive press segment. Right, I'm going to say 24-17 to the Seahawks. I mean, I, I don't know about you, everyone, but could you just hear the, the absolute confidence in the man's voice there when he, when he was... I mean, that, that that was so quick. You did that so quick. It was almost like you were so confident. that just, just, just cut out the big pause whilst I was trying to think. No, no, <laughs> not cutting it out. <laughs> um Look, yeah, man. three touchdowns and a field goal. They get two touchdowns and a field goal. Boom. Right. The, the, Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys at, at ATAT Stadium, the Star Wars Stadium, that, that we're going to beat them. And, and Drew Locke's going to throw for three touchdowns. Like I said before, it, it's not positive Pez at this point, ladies and gentlemen. I think it is... Uh, <laughs> It's cocaine, Pez. It's prescription, Pez. It's, it's, I don't know what it is. Why are you putting a dampener on my positive section? If you can't get on board, because just leave. Is, because it's the return of positive, Pez. And what do I always do? <laughs> I always put, I always put a dampener on it. So there you go. Stay, you know, as Kendrick Lamar once said, my friend, stay humble. We're, we're absolutely useless Je- in preseason. Jealous James. Jealous, Jealous James. James. That's what you, right. you just can't be happy, can you? That, 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 how long did that take you? Jealous, Jesus. <laughs> you hear me? Right. We could cut that bit out, Jesus no, Christ. I'm not, that no, I'm not cutting that bit out as well. Um, is there anything else we want to we want to talk about in terms of? I say I say want to talk about very very loosely, but is there anything else we we'd like to uh, to touch upon before we uh, before we call it? Um. No, I think we've. Uh... We've had a good rant. We have had a good rant. This this podcast. Really You've had your therapy just... session, so I feel like you're going to go session. to sleep well tonight. Uh, I will now that I'm switching my phone off and and not looking at that bears. I'm, I'm going to follow your advice, and I'm not going to look at that any any longer. Um, but I, I think I have muted the words Jacob Eason on Twitter. I, I, I've I, so I don't have to look at that anymore. Um, so so stop it, anyone doing that. I mean seriously. Um, but yeah, this podcast was literally just to to come on, fill the space in between the Bears and the Cowboys. Obviously, like I said, we're going to have a lot more coming your way in the very near future. Um, we're going to have the, the Hot Takes pod where we might have a few special guests on as well, hopefully, to do our Hot Takes podcast with. Obviously, Josh will be back from his uh, his honeymoon, hopefully with a bit of a suntan. I don't actually know where he's gone, but just, just come back to us and get ready to be positive for the season again, mate, um, because, boy, we're going to need you. Uh, we're going to need your Super Bowl energy, but man, it, it's um, 
yeah, this pod was just to come on, have a bit of a rant from that Bears game because I think we needed to get it off off our chests. Um, I, I, I didn't even want to record after that Bears game. I didn't even want to talk. I didn't even want to have to pollute every every one of our lovely listeners' ears with more. You're ranting about talk. the Bears game again. I am mate. ranting about the Bears game <laughs> because this is me sign off. This is me burying the hatchet. Nailing, nailing the coffin, right? We're not going to talk about it anymore on any other pod after this podcast, right? And if you, and if you, and if anyone brings it up, it's a fine, and and we'll work out what the fine is going forward because it deserves it. Um, so th- th- this pod is all is it's all what it was about, basically just just ranting to you guys and and looking forward to the end of this absolute shit show that's been a preseason, and uh, and looking forward to getting back to the. Uh, the real football, the proper football, the ones football um, in a few weeks, and we can leave this all behind. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I think we. I think we're going to have a. Should we? Should we? Should we tell them a few things that we've got got planned, Pez, well, potentially? I'm just going to put a lighter finish on from your depressing finish. Well, again. that is what. Well, like I say, that that is what you're here to do. So you're more than welcome. So, so if anyone who's listening is going to Dublin for the college game. And you see me walking around and you fancy talking some Seahawks. I'm always open for that. My wife might roll her eyes and huff, but that's okay. I'll be wearing my home Jordan Brooks jersey. Nice. Big beard. Slaphead. Slaphead, yeah. Bald. Can't miss me. I'll happily sit down and talk some Seahawks with everyone. Can slag James off for being such a negative Nancy. Can't. I haven't you like told that you that, that, that I'm coming <laughs> as well, so I'm not really. Oh, so. fucking hell. Everyone changed their plans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> come on then, let, let, let's tell them, or let's at least, let, let's let's lighten them and enlighten them, I should say, on, on a few things that we might have, have planned coming up. Um, we're looking forward to hopefully um, Getting someone on to talk with you a little bit about something as a as a as a special guest. Um, as we all know, the Seahawks are playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Germany later this year. Um, so we might have might have someone from the from the Seahawks world to come on and and, and potentially chat with you about that and uh, and and talk a little bit about what they do and 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 and. What, what potentially could be offered to you, um, to any of our listeners, if they want to get involved in it. Um, so, so that that's we're, we're looking forward to that. That's on the cards. That will hopefully be on the cards and 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 with you soon. Um, should we uh, should we should we tell them the other thing, Pez? Or yeah, go we, for it, mate. How should we word it? Um, we're not officially part of this of this thing yet. We we are going to be. We have contributed to it. Um, it's a it's a UK sort of nfl pod site fan site community site that i'm sure you'll all be aware of i won't i won't say the name just yet until we're officially out there and and, and confirmed with them um but it, it, it's looking good and uh, and we're really excited to, to be joining their network um and and it'll hopefully allow us to expand and and and, and gain a, a a lot of new listeners and, and new ears to, to the podcast and, and just help us sort of reach new new people and more Seahawks fans and more fans in general and, and open up a few more opportunities and doors for us on the podcast and, and, and to you as listeners as well. Um, so we're really excited about that. 
um, but we'll, we'll we'll officially reveal a bit more at a later date and, and, and when it's all signed off on the dotted line and, and, and confirmed and everything. But yeah, we, we, we should have some, hopefully, a little a little special guest coming on soon to, 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 to talk with us again and um, and talk a bit more about what they're going to be doing for the Seahawks and the Buccaneers game in Germany. Um, and then obviously the, the big news is, we, like I said, we will be having Josh back as well at, for the next podcast. That, that's, I'm sure you're all excited about that the most um but other other than that it's um we're going to wrap this up and we're going to look forward to to hopefully hopefully a better display against the dallas cowboys this friday night um like i say i'm not staying up to watch it absolutely no chance um you you can tell me whether it's stop it you can tell me whether it's worth watching the forty-minute highlights. Just stop it! You, you, you brought yourself back out of the slumps. Stop going back into it. Right. We're I'm gonna right. have our listeners like on suicide watch here with you. Right. I'm out. <laughs> right. Then I'm off it. Then because I don't want that. Right. So, I'm, I'm off it. Just plug the socials. Plug you can find socials. us at, yeah. on Twitter at We Talk Seahawks, on Instagram at We Talk Seahawks again. We've got a nice new flashy logo, what James designed himself. We do. It's, got a good uh, reaction on Twitter, I think on Facebook from what Josh showed us. Didn't really get that good of a reaction. No, but... it's, uh, um, <laughs> it, it, I, I can't remember some of the comments off the top of my head, but um, there was a few emojis thrown around and a few sort of, looks like a Philly Eagle reincarnation of some form. I, I don't know, but like I say, although Luca in, in our group chat, put me right and said that technically a seahawk is a bird um if you go on the um the 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 designing technology we use to to create this kind of stuff if you type in seahawk nothing comes up in terms of an animal logo so i couldn't use an actual seahawk because they don't exist technically even though technically they do so you know don't don't kill me for the logo it's just we needed new season i was going to say new, new no no i'm not going there Pezzato, no I'm not, I'm not going there it's a new logo, new season, new new positive outlook, new fresh, That's fresh it. outlook. There we are. I'd just That's like to I'm give a mention to, on Twitter, oh, on. Jonathan M. Golden, for his comment on it, saying, looks like an angry bird breaking out of jail. <laughs> it just made me tickle. It just ch- chuckled, like, chuckled, and tickled. And he's not wrong, and that's exactly the look we were going for, because... We are going to be breaking out of jail this year. We're, we're in, we're in jail. We're, 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 we're in the slump pile, aren't we? And we're going to positive. No, this is positive. This is positive. We're going to come out the light. We're going to, we're going to bust out of jail, and we're going to, we're going to take the world by storm. That's what, that's what the logo represents. We're, we're breaking out of jail in that sense. It's, it's, it's a metaphor, mate. It's a metaphor, Pez. Do you get it? No, I've completely made that up on the spot. I'll level with you because it, it, that's, <laughs> that's not what it was meant to look like at all. But very good observation, Jonathan, mate. Um, and 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 I, I do agree with you. Um, just a quick little one. Uh, Bob Condota on Twitter, as we're as we're literally signing off, we've signed some running back. I don't know who he is. Uh, I'm just going to get his name up. And I think we've put Jonathan Ratigan, that Hall of Fame Johnny Ratigan, on the uh, the physically unable to perform reserve list. Uh, running back Ronnie Rivers. Um, I mean. I, I can't say I've heard of him. Do, do, do we know Ronnie Rivers? He, he, I don't. He sounds a like a police move. detective, doesn't he? It's a he weird, like it's a weird move like this close to cutting. I, I don't know. Oh, there you go. Rivers is a rookie out of Fresno State. 
There you are. Ronnie Rivers. Cracking name. Oh, I love a little bit of alliteration in the name. So Ronnie Rivers, like you say, does sound like some DCI sort of cop. I don't know. It's a, it, it's a, it's a, it's a good name. I, I like that. We'll, we'll see what he could potentially do to this running room against the, uh, against the Cowboys. So that's a, that was a little bit of breaking news as we're signing off. And like I say, it's a, it's a shame. It's another setback for Hall of Fame Johnny Johnny Rattigan, but he'll uh, he'll get there. He'll get there, mate. He'll get there. Don't you worry. I'm still I'm dying on that hill. I'm dying on that hill. And that's a that's a teaser for our hot takes episode coming up because that famously, if you listened to it last year, was one of my hot takes for for the uh, for the last season that Johnny Rattigan was going to be a starter. He was going to be a starting linebacker for the Seahawks by the end of the season. And I jokingly said Hall of Fame. And uh, and I'm going to die on that hill because I think he, it, it's the underdog story, mate. He'll, he will get there. He will get there. Um, so I look forward to that. And like I say, we'll be doing those in the uh, in the coming week or so. And like I say, we'll hopefully get a, a couple of special guests on to do that with us. And, and we'll have a lot of fun with that once the preseason's done. Looking ahead to the regular season. Um, but for now... It's a it's a it's a goodbye from us and and we will hope for a win for against Dallas and uh, and go Hawks mate go Hawks.